this is Eva, co-host of Invisible Not Broken's roundtable segment of our podcast, along with Monica Michelle. Today, you'll be listening to part three of our discussion with Jesse Ace, a fellow podcaster, MS warrior, advocate, and multi-passionate entrepreneur. In this last part of our conversation, Monica and I continue to talk with Jesse about some personal stuff, like our experience with Zoom life socializing, like Zoom happy hours and game nights and even satyrs for my fellow Jews, followed by even more recommendations for things like TV shows, movies, and games to enjoy while we're all in this quarantine phase. Woohoo. As always, all recommendations will be in the show notes for this episode on InvisibleNotBroken.com. Once again, I want to make sure that all of you check out our new and official Invisible Not Broken Facebook group. Please join us in our community conversations where you can ask questions, connect with fellow Invisible Illness peers, and make suggestions for the podcast, like whether or not you end up liking this idea of splitting up our episodes into shorter segments. Visit facebook.com slash groups slash Invisible Not Broken. Also, this link will be in the show notes. Now, without further ado, one last time, at least for this roundtable discussion, please enjoy some chill time with Monica, myself, and the lovely and talented Jesse Ace. I'm actually more special now than I was before COVID because now all my friends yeah. are home and I'm like, I'm so bored. Talk to me. I'm like, I haven't talked to you in like three months. This is awesome. Sure. Let's all get together. And like, we've been having Zoom wine parties for like, oh yeah. Years. I'm having one tonight. It's happening. You, you, nice. had, um, you had Passover. Didn't you have Passover? Me? Yeah. Yeah. We, I had three Zoom seders. In fact, Zev and I, my husband and I, we went to two, his family's Zoom seder and my family's Zoom seder. That was actually very difficult to do. But like at the same time, we were at the sa- different ends of the table and we're like waving wow. to each other's families. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, um, people are actually being more social now. I I can't speak for everyone, but a number of my friends have said that they are more social now than they were before, which is nuts. Yeah. I'm talking to my best friends more these days. We're Zooming every other night, watching movies together. I love that. That's <laughs> it's really so cool. great. We've been having virtual family games nights. Oh, that sounds awesome. I've never had that before, so I don't really know why that's a thing, but like... Thank you for the idea. I'm stealing it. That's awesome. <laughs> yes, please do it. It's, it's awesome. So in the Apple App Store, you've got something called Jackbox Games. Yeah. Down. It's so much fun, seriously. I was wondering what you would have in the UK versus here, because we have a few apps that have been really fun to use. Like one is Marco Polo. Um, oh, cool. actually, Marco Polo, yeah. And it's a cross between FaceTiming and text because you record a video and you can you can watch the video live, but it's really just like a text video. So you could watch it later or you could watch it live. Um, and yeah, my sister lives in the UK and I actually can't remember if she was able to download it. But anyway, we'll put that <laughs> in the show notes just in case I find it be very fun. And then there is an app called House Party, which I, I think- I heard about this. I my think dad it might be to Jack in the Box. Uh, my dad texted me that the other night and he was like, hey, I'm just about to do a house party thing with your granddad. And I was like, what's house party? <laughs> I've got no idea. Do a house party with your granddad. I don't know what that is. 
All right, favorite games. Does anyone have like favorite games to play via this like new world on Zoom? I mean, I love Cards Against Humanity or any variation of it. Monica, must be your favorite game. I win every time. <laughs> <laughs> I can believe that, to be honest. Do you have a favorite one, Jesse? Um, I don't know. Like, so we have this, this one. So if you're talking about like actual physical board games, me and my husband are obsessed with this game um, called Ligretto. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever heard of it. It's a Dutch game. <laughs> um, or it might be German. I'm not quite sure. It, it's brilliant. It's basically like um, Dutch, Dutch Snap or something. Snap like the card game? Kind of, yeah. But it's, it's really competitive. Me and my husband are really competitive <laughs> anyway. So there's a lot of like slapping on the table and like cards going. <laughs> okay, this sounds dangerous for me. Right. <laughs> Mana can't do yeah. this. <laughs> I mean, Actually, I can't, you got my hand will end up over here. My arm will end up on the other side of the table. Oh, that must be I super did, I did this with my husband the other night. We were, oh. we didn't want to just watch TV. So my, um, one of my bridesmaids gave me this Mad Libs, but it's called Adult Mad Libs, the world's greatest wedding game. And uh, even though we've been married for like two years, we decided to <laughs> pop it out the other night. And that was, that was a good, Mad Libs are always a fun time. They're, yeah, especially adult that. versions are really fun. <laughs> and this was written, but I bet you anything there's online Mad Libs or an app or something like okay, that. Um, my yeah. favorite, because if you're all listening to me, you are snarky and a nerd. Uh, there's a game called Gloom, which is my family's favorite game ever. And it's a storytelling card game. So there's like, Ooh. yeah, you basically get a family and it's very Edward Gorey. Like it looks like it was designed by Edward Gorey and you get like this very dark, twisted, like sort of Edwardian family and you get cards on like what happens to them. And you basically try to give your characters the worst life possible. And whoever has like <laughs> the worst stuff happen to them wins. And you try to like put the good things onto your competitors because whoever has the most happy points loses and it's and you have to tell a story with each one you put down so it could be like the teddy bear went into the woods and uh died from wasp stings and it's like you have to tell oh. the whole story of how this happened and in my whole family like i yeah even my kids would play but we're, we're a very twisted family please don't call cps um but <laughs> it's like our favorite game and they have like cthulhu ones and i think they have a doctor who one and they have a fairy tale one. It's really fun. And um, Munchkin is the other best one. And that's like, if you are Munchkin, oh my God, you know it? Yeah, my brother gave, well, I think he tried to give me that one. And then, <laughs> you know, when you get, yeah. <laughs> He's, a <gamer. laughs> He's a gamer. And for, I don't know why he does this, but for every birthday and Christmas, he gives me this really random game. And I'm like, I don't really play games. Why do you keep buying me games? And he's like, but you have to play it. You have to play it. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> sure. But yeah, I remember him buying me Munchkin. I, I have no idea where it is. <laughs> oh my god, it's uh, like if you at all played role playing games. I, yeah, anyway, if you're a gamer and you're a nerd, um, <laughs> Munchkin is like the easy way to do role playing games. So if you want to introduce it to smaller kids and you want to do storytelling, and it's not that okay, I'm not a good judge on what's off or wrong or inappropriate, but I didn't find it <laughs> wrong or off or inappropriate to play with my like 
10 year old. So it's kind of a fun storytelling game and it's totally, you can do packs of Doctor Who and Cthulhu and it, it's fun. So if you want like a fun thing to do with the family that's a little geeky and nerdy and a little dark, I recommend uh, Munchkin. And we'll look into it as well. That's, and you that's could do it on Zoom. Fun. You could absolutely do a Zoom one. Kind of a uh, good practice for improv too, these storytelling yeah. games. Yeah. yeah, I love improv, big fan. Not saying I'm the best at it, but I like it. Yes, and. <laughs> yes, and. <laughs> oh, my brain fogs it and makes that challenging, to be honest. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yep. I hear that one. <laughs> so right before um, the pandemic hit, like, on a mass level, I, uh, like, the last physical thing I did in my town was put, uh, was an improv show. It was my first improv show. Uh, and the reason I decided to take this improv class was because I knew I would suck at it. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, it was like, on, it was on my list this year of like, gotta, gotta try, push comfort zone. Um, because yeah, brain fog was definitely one of the reasons. I was like, I'm not going to know what's going on. Um, mm -hmm. And I can't really, I can't necessarily control it. Although having an adrenaline rush from performing does seem to help with brain fog a bit for me. Nice. I like that. I kind of found like, um, so I started learning Japanese at the start of this year. Ooh. And I was really loving it. It was super hard. Like Japanese is insanely hard. But I actually found that learning a new language actually minimized my brain fog quite a lot. Don't know what science is behind that, but that's pretty cool. So yeah, doing, well, doing things that push you out of your comfort zone is just amazing. My friend's husband's a brain surgeon. And when I started having um, huge brain lapses, like could not remember where I was or my kids names like really big brain lapses I was like what are you doing so learn another language as an adult it mm -hmm. actually changes the neural pathways because you are um changing where your tongue position is so it's like a physical thing and then it's a memory thing like it actually accesses most of the points of the brain so that's one of the big things that he recommended for for brain issues was just learning a different language as an adult so yay duolingo yes wow. <laughs> Yeah, actually, my 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 smallest is learning Japanese. That's that's her big COVID project is learning. Nice. Japanese. Yeah. And uh, um, what is she doing? There's I'll write down in the show notes, but it's really cool for kids and grownups. It's a program where you can do your own um, graphic novels and your oh, own cool. animations. And she's doing like this massive. Like, it was 12 hours. She was on her iPad yesterday, just like making a animation and a graphic novel. All these fun things. Yeah. I have quite a list. <laughs> yeah, there's a, all of us with kids are like, what the hell do you do? And it just turned spring break over here. So it's like, and we don't even have the teachers anymore. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, I'm feeling very lucky. I have self-directed. I have an um, a adult at home. I have an adult child at home and a, a teenager at home. So I'm feeling very grateful because my friends with smallers are yeah it's a lot yeah I'm grateful not to have kids right now to be <laughs> yeah me too <laughs> I gotta I'm stay so sorry for everyone who does and I will have kids I hope one day and I will love them to death but right now yeah I'm very happy with not having them <laughs> I'm with you on that <laughs> Yeah, but but then at the same time, I bet everyone who's having trouble with their kids, like one day you'll look back on this time and go, "Wow, I got to spend so much time with my kids, and now I don't get to see them." Okay, I don't know. Maybe that's too much. I don't get to say that. Mm -mm. 
Right now. Okay. I love you, but no, no one with this. I'm gonna say that. Rule for the pandemic for everyone who's listening is if you do not have children, you do not get to judge anyone's parenting or speculate on what this is like. <laughs> like I will not speculate on what toddlers or infants are like during this. Just no, like let's a huge latitude on survival right now. Like if everyone's alive at the end of the day, everyone won. Congratulations. That's the bar. You win. Woo. Yay. So um, we are at an hour. I just thought like real quick before we signed off, anyone have like a favorite book or TV show that's gotten you through before we go, just to give everyone some recommendations before I have to go and like massively drug myself up. And because I need advice on what to watch after I finish Tiger King and I don't want to watch that while uh, on all of my drugs. It feels a little too close to home with all the meth addiction. Hmm. I'm the wrong person to ask about TV shows because I don't actually have a TV. <laughs> oh, um, I watched a really good film the other night though on Amazon, which was The Upside. Mm. So I an- heard. I'm writing it down. I don't know if we get it here in the US because a lot of what you guys get, we have to wait like six months to get, which drives wow. me because I love British TV. I'm obsessed. I raised my kids on Red Dwarf and Blackadder. <sighs> oh, which absolutely love my children. Blackadder, they'll like Mr. Bean. I don't like Mr. Bean. different, but like Mr. Yeah, Bean's too much. Mr. Bean like, too much. No, I, I really love the, I'm a history nerd. I actually run a second podcast for kids on um, history. Nice. And uh, yeah, a quick plug. I can't believe that happened. We're doing a whole season on the history of robots. So I loved like the, like all the stuff that I knew in history being shown through a very goofy, you know, different side. So oh. I, I'm not a big fan of like the physical comedy stuff, like the Benny Hill show. Uh, yeah, Mr. Yeah, Bean. That's <laughs> you love like, horrible history. Python walks the line for me. Like I love, love Holy Grail. That's about it. <laughs> and the oh, yeah. that is comedy genius, but everything <laughs> else is time. Yeah. yeah so which was, what's the upside? So the upside is, um, you know, Brian Cranston. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah. Drugs. Um, drugs. So, uh, <laughs> Basically, yeah, drugs. <laughs> Talking to me. These Breaking bad. Set on drugs. random on like what words I can remember or not remember. <laughs> what was that show? Uh, Breaking Bad. Thank you. Yes. Ah, yes. <laughs> I love that show. That was amazing. So it's, yeah, it's basically him and his character is um, like some sort of like billionaire art dealer kind of person. It's a completely different role to anything that he's ever been in, to be honest. And then he goes hang gliding one day and he, um, I, I can't remember, he has like some sort of accident and he basically becomes quadriplegic. So he, he basically has no feeling of anything from the neck down, just like all of a sudden and his wife actually passed away. And the story is kind of centered around this uh, guy who accidentally turns up to the job interview to be his carer, basically. Um, wasn't really supposed to be there he doesn't even know the, what the role of a carer does <laughs> and it's, it's very very funny i'm trying to remember the name of the guy that's that's the carer and i cannot remember and it's a really popular guy and i can't remember his name oh that's gonna really annoy me all day i can um, google <laughs> he's a comedian he's very very funny um and they basically like they're friends and, and stuff it's a very kind of touching film <laughs> Yeah, I want to see that. Came out in 2017 and I did not know oh, about it. Yeah. Nice. All right. You have anyone that you've been watching, Eva? 
I've just been catching up on a lot of things that I've been wanting to watch. I do want to watch the show Unorthodox, um, which is right. on I haven't yet, but I want. Oh, I need to be alone. Like I'm never alone, and I always have someone in my room. And I've been dying to watch it. But it seems like something that I would need to pay therapy for if my smallest watched it with me. So <laughs> Possibly, she might not understand what's going on. Well, no. She have you talked to, to my daughter? Oh, right, right, right. Child's already a therapist. Like, no, <laughs> she understands everything. Fourteen going on forty, something like that. <laughs> Well, 13, stop it. 13, yeah. 13 going, at least 30. Yeah. <laughs> that's a movie right there. That's a good <laughs> film, actually. That's a good movie. I love that movie. Jennifer Garner is like one of my favorite. Like, I just need to feel warm and fuzzy. The crowd pleaser for sure. <laughs> really cute. And like, oh, what was the other one with Colin Firth? Uh, oh, Jesus. It was like the one, the girl who goes to England and her father's like a house of lords. And oh, I mean, Lions oh. before she went nuts. That's what, that was oh, that. oh, Princess Diaries. No, but I love that one too. Oh. Canted's like another favorite of mine. Like I can watch that a billion times. I am They're so good early 2000s movies. They just, you're right back. What a Girl Wants. Oh, What a Girl Wants. Mm -hmm. That was it. Yes. That was so cute. Yeah. I watched that the other day, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I just watched the Mr. Rogers one, um, Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. That was really, that That was, uh, yeah, we all watched it. We we're like, um, so with our presidential choices, could, can we get Mr. Rogers back? <laughs> we, need, we need him now, please. <laughs> I need Steve Irwin and Bob Ross and Mr. Rogers. Aww, Bob Ross was my <laughs> favorite. <laughs> all right, everyone, I am falling apart so fast. If you cannot tell while you're listening to us anything I said that was offensive, please forgive me and blame it on dislocations. I'm doing my best here. Um, I'm hoping we can get you back on, Jesse. I hope we can make this more of a regular thing. This was super fun. Um, hopefully I'll be better medicated so I can stay on a less random setting through this. Oh, bless you. Random <laughs> is how we do. Yeah. Why hold that such hope for things that have never happened before? But eternal optimist. Um, so hopefully I'll come back on and... Um, yeah, so uh, be kind, be gentle, and uh, dear God, in this time in the world, be a badass in whatever way that looks like for you. Don't don't push yourself too hard on that, but whatever you can do to um, to feel like you are are doing what you need to do. Um, I'm gonna sign off before I stop making any sense at all. For you. Thanks for listening to another episode. If you haven't already, please leave us a review. It means the world to us. Any feedback, all feedback. And as always, links to the show notes will be on invisiblenotbroken.com per the episode, where you can also subscribe to our community updates. If you love listening to our show, and we hope that you do, please show us some love in return by becoming a patron for the cost of one coffee a month. If you're unable, no worries. Show some love with an episode share. All support is appreciated. Visit patreon.com slash invisible not broken to become a patron with us. And otherwise, we'll see you online on our Facebook group, which is facebook.com slash group slash invisible not broken. As always, be kind, be gentle, and be super freaking badass. <laughs>